0: Welcome everyone. I would like to welcome you to the Access Partnership Women and Technology series of podcasts. Today I'm excited to host and moderate a special edition, which is in recognition and honor of the International Telecommunication Union's Girls in ICT Day. My name is Catherine Martin and I am a director at Access Partnership And I would like to say as uh, an electrical engineer by training, many of the Mm -hmm. issues that we will cover today are near and dear to my heart. And so I would like to begin by just talking about what is the Girl in ICT day? It was established at the International Telecommunication Union, the ITU, 10 years ago on the third Thursday of April each year. And the purpose is to celebrate girls' interests and strengths and encourage them to choose careers in information and communication technologies. It was noted 10 years ago that many of the girls are discouraged from joining these fields and that it was forecasted that there would be a shortage of skilled ICT professionals, particularly with women. And it was recognized that it was important to encourage more girls to enter these fields. Now, 10 years later, as we recognize the importance of technology throughout our entire lives, not simply our careers, but just our day-to-day existing existence, particularly in the pandemic, and we look at how technology has evolved with artificial intelligence, it is even more important that we encourage young women and girls to enter these fields. So the theme of this year's Girls and ICT Day is Connected Girls and Creating Brighter Futures. And while girls across the world tend to outperform boys in reading and writing skills, they continue to be underrepresented in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, what we call STEM. So the goal of this Girls in ICT day is to encourage girls and young women to pursue STEM education, to inspire girls and young women to work in STEM careers and to engage the community and promote collaboration through partnerships. So it is our honor and access partnership to recognize this year's Girls in ICT Day and to welcome some very special guests to our podcast to help discuss and to share their insights on this topic. So first, I would like to introduce Miss Joanne Wilson, who is the deputy to the director of the radio communications Bureau at the ITU. She was appointed to this post in 2019, and she is the first woman engineer to hold this position. And while um, she has a career that spans over 30 years in technology, she has worked on various facets of the industry. She has an advanced degree in electrical engineering from Stanford University, an undergraduate degree from Southern University and a College, And she has undertaken additional graduate studies at Princeton. She started her career at AT AT&T Bell Labs, spent more than a decade at AT AT&T and its spinoff, Lucent Technologies. And she led the standard development at a Silicon Valley technology pioneering company. She has supported the Space Communications and Navigation Program at NASA and a member of the Radio Regulations Board at the International Telecommunication Union. Which is an elected position and she represented the United States you know, for the ITU. So it is our honor to have her here to celebrate Girls on ICT Day and to share her views. We are also joined by Azara Zarabini, who uh, is a uh, colleague of mine at Access Partnership. She completed her PhD in telecommunications research at King's College in London on interference management in cognitive radio networks. She was previously a teaching assistant for the digital signal processing research group at King's College London and has published various international journal and conference articles. She's a member of the institution of engineering and technology and she often reviews technical research papers on cognitive radio technology. And An access partnership Azara has has had uh, several opportunities to work with different technology companies in some rather advanced and interesting uh, projects and services that they're bringing to the marketplace. So it is um, an exciting panel that I feel that we have today on women in engineering and STEM fields. And I am excited about the conversation that we will have. So for the both of you, and I will start with you, Joanne. Um, you know, thinking about young girls entering into STEM fields, I would like to just ask you: What inspired you to pursue a career in engineering when you were when when you were young? What was the young little Joanne and, and what, were you, what made you consider? Well,
1: well, little Joanne had no idea what she wanted to be when she grew up, and she bounced from one thing to another starting with, I think in in nursery school, wanting to be a nun. (laughs) The the nun at at my school was very nice to me. (laughs) And then as time went on, you know, I wanted to be an astronomer and then I wanted to be a park ranger. (laughs) I wanted to be a lawyer at one point, you know, I kind of, bounced around as a kid, you know, Uh, I think because I liked being outdoors, uh, so a lot of things. But I think I I always liked math and I always liked science. Mm -hmm. I I even remember like one of the very first science experiments that we had, I think I must have been like the second or third grade when you had to prove that air had weight. which is actually a pretty cool pretty cool little test that you can do to to prove that air has weight i'll share what that is later and it wasn't and so i was always taking math and science classes and i i know in elementary school it was really interesting that they created a math club Mm -hmm. and they invited all the really good math students uh to be in the math club and and I think just being a member of the club, you sort of had the, you know, sort of self-identification. Oh, wow, I must be good at math. They let me into the club. <laughs> and uh, and so I, I really enjoyed that. And so and also, you know, the math students, I didn't think this was a nefarious plot by the teachers, you know, that the, then the sixth graders from the math club would help to tutor in the second and third graders in math. Um, there's there's an interesting phenomenon because as soon as you start teaching someone something, you actually even get better at it yourself so um, so I think you know uh, always being and having a vision of myself or identify, identifying myself as being good at math and and at science um, it kept me taking all of the math and science classes. Um, but it actually wasn 't until I was a junior and actually between my junior and senior year of high school. That I went to a, a program up at MIT called Minority Introduction to Engineering, mm-hmm. where I really came to understand what engineering was all about, and and learned about the different fields, and and decided at that point, that, you know, while I was filling out applications for scholarships and so forth, that yeah, I would put down electrical engineering, and that because that was what I really liked from that program. Um, I think the the important thing is um, continuing to take the math and science classes. Uh, because even if you don't know what you want to be, um, it keeps the doors open. Mm. You know, if once you're, you know, you discover in short order that when you're starting in college that if you wanted to go into engineering, you really needed to, you know, have a pretty high level of of math, you know, courses mm-hmm. through high school. And I my my high school was I was in public schools um, in D.C. So for, for us, you know, it was it was very good that my my school opened up and had a calculus class for the three of us who were eligible to take calculus in our senior year, even though I think that was sort of, I think the principal kind of broke some rules, but, you know, God bless him.
0: Yeah, that's a very important point because math and science builds upon one another. And if you're a teenager that gets discouraged and hop off the train, then you don't have the necessary background to then... Pursue the uh, university degrees and the graduate degrees.
1: Okay. Yeah, can never be. You can never go wrong by continuing to take math and science classes. Even if you don't go into math or science or to STEM fields in college, you know there's no harm. You'll, you'll, it'll be good for you. It'll be, you know, good mental, you know, development and so forth. But if you stop taking it you you actually you know have already foreshortened some of your career opportunities i think that would be the first thing i would tell you know young people is keep taking the hard classes the 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 sciences you know Mm -hmm. physics chemistry biology take the take math every year through you know the highest level that you can get at your school um, because it'll it'll serve you well
0: and azar did you find uh the same experiences the importance of continuing with math and science and I guess were you encouraged to pursue these fields when you were entering university?
2: So uh, similar to Joanne I also wanted to go a different path so I had the love I, I still love animals and I always cared about their welfare so I wanted to become a vet in the beginning so it was very completely different to what I what I do right now. And then I decided to do physics, and literally on the last, I remember the last minute that I had to choose what course would I want to continue in university. I, it, it was just a last minute decision that I decided to do, go through the electronic and uh, electrical communication engineering. And I think the main reason for doing this was one, I was very good at maths and physics, and two, my father is a professor, so in the engineering field, he was my role model to to actually um start my um education and my career in an engineering field so that's interesting you actually had a a role
0: model under your roof (laughs) to encourage yes
2: yes yes so so yeah so my father was what my role model even even up to now he's still my role model so uh yes that was one of the main reasons and Funny enough, I'm not very good in memorizing. So even though I wanted to become a vet, I wasn't very good at biology, but good at maths.
0: (laughs) So the equations got you through. Yes,
2: exactly. (laughs) Um,
0: I remember feeling that when I studied engineering, like 30 years ago, I would walk into classrooms, and there were not that many women. There were, I mean, there were no women professors. Just to be clear. But even the women in the classroom, there were not that many of us, or certainly women of color, and it, it was kind of alienating. You know, I felt um, that it wasn't like a, a place that I belonged. And so I think role models are, are very important. And I would ask, um, it sounds like you had one built in, Azar, but perhaps both of you could maybe speak to the importance of role models and mentors in your studies and in your careers. So, Joanne.
1: Yeah so I I did not have any female um instructors or professors as an undergrad in, in engineering school. Mm-hmm. Um in fact I you know hadn't really reflected on that too much. Um I went to one of the HBCUs. Mm-hmm. I went to Southern University. So I felt very much at at, at home in terms of being in a, a very um a supportive environment. Mm-hmm. Uh we had um so we had you know a not only it was a supportive environment but also um the engineering students uh we really worked together so we formed a lot of we had a lot of study groups uh, we basically took over the engineering building in the evening after you know after 6 p.m and and groups of students would you know just take a classroom and so we 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 did a lot of problem sets on the board and 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 worked through and and so it was it was um it was a fun way, doing a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, and the, and the, I remember the dean of our college, Dean Burrell, te- telling us as freshmen, you know, first is that there's that classic, you know, scare everybody with the, you know, look to your left, look to your right. Somebody's not gonna be here, you know, four years from now, ooh, you know. <laughs> but, we, but we, I think it really just motivated us to, to, um, to, to get each other through by, by, um, by working together which just goes back to what i said you know you know even from being a little kid is you learn that when you work things out and let's say you're the one who knows how to solve a problem and you're at the board explaining it to to everybody else and working through the problem on the board you know they're getting something out of it but you're getting something out of it too just because it really cements your knowledge and understanding of a concept if you can if you can walk through if you can explain it if you can you know if you can you sort of pick up the Chalk. Back then, we had chalk, <laughs> and uh, and 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 work out the problems. Um, so I think part of it also is just, you know, knowing that you know the the engineering is something that you you learn by by doing. You know, you you can read all the math problems you want, but until you actually start, you know, you tackle the problem and start trying to solve it, you, you don't know you don't know the subject. You know, and I think for us, it's a, you know, it's also getting joy out of problem solving. You know, I always liked doing word problems. That was always, you know, and in, in people thought, you know, certainly when I was in elementary and junior high school that she's nuts, you know, cause she likes doing word problems. But, you know, that's, that's part of problem solving is, is being able to take the, the, the concept, the words and so forth and create the, set up the problem then set up the equations that you can then turn around and solve. So I think being, you know, just enjoying problem solving is also one of the things that, you know, if that's something you like to do, that's maybe something you should think about engineering or a STEM field.
0: Yeah, that, that makes sense, because I think with problem solving, you, I think the more problems you solve, the greater confidence you have, and the more, um, I guess the more confidence you have in yourself, to be able to approach problems and succeed. And I and I think that that is probably important, especially for young women and girls who are, um, who might be given messages that tech fields aren't for them or that they should consider doing something else. So um, I know that the ITU has undertaken a lot of efforts to work on gender diversity and gender balance, but just generally speaking, you know, as you look back, are there additional steps that society could do to encourage more girls to pursue engineering and computer sciences in university? Is it, um, do we need to be sending more messages or create more internships or, or special programs, you know? And, and I welcome your thoughts on this as are too, because I, I feel that when I look back on my own career and when I see the current statistics, they're still pretty grim in terms of the number of women who are actually graduating and pursuing these fields it's it's still maybe you know 13 15 percent in the workforce there are only 13 percent of the engineers are women only 26 percent of the computer scientists are women um here's the, the thing that's confusing to me
1: and and i think this is the thing we need to reflect on is that whereas in other fields like if you look at medicine for example you know if you can go back a couple of couple of decades or so ago you would have seen those same relative numbers in, in, right. in medicine. Right. Hmm. Okay. Today, you go to any medical school, you know, you see that women are 50% of the class or better. You know, um, uh, likewise, you probably saw those same numbers in law. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah.
1: And you probably saw the same numbers, you know, with small percentages in business. And today, if you go to any business school, if you go to any law school, you'll see that women are you know, a, a very large percentage and virtually on parity with, with the male peers. Um, so, you know, the question I think we have to ask is what is this? There is no, no difference in the, in the in boys' brains and girls' brains. It's not a matter of, you know, innate competence. You know, it's a matter of, you know, what are the signaling? And what's the messaging that, uh, that makes some feels more, feel uh, or appear more attractive to women? or to girls to go into as compared to other fields you know i think i think we need to look at what is it that you know what's the impression of our field that that gives young women the impression that this isn't a welcoming you know fruitful you know place because frankly there's so much joy in, in the, the, the kind of work that we can do. You, you, you know, I spent a little bit of my career working for NASA. Mm-hmm. And if you wanna see a fun place to work, you know, look at mission control when they, when they landed that, uh, that rover on, on Mars, okay? <laughs> These people were having a blast. This was, this was a collective uh, success and they celebrated it with, with joy. And to be part of a team that does something great is is what you know STEM fields can provide you, and so I don't know why our field doesn't have the gives the impression that it's not open to women, because the things that we do on a day to day basis are things that we can get a lot a lot of enjoyment
0: out of. You know? Exactly, exactly, Azara. What are your thoughts in terms of the messaging and the environment? Do you think it's welcoming for women, or are there ways in which you think
2: Um, so uh, from my own experience, um, I think the mindset is very important. So the attitude changing, not, it's not only from the girls or the women themselves, but I, what I, what I think it contributed to mine is, is, is all from my family, the community, the education provider, very importantly, from my, from my experience, the employer and the government. So I think these are all attributes for that for, for that but it's uh, for example, I remember so just to give you some background um I am Iranian so i I went to school in Iran and for example uh the ratio in the engineering field there was like sixty seventy percent easily and maybe thirty to forty percent boys mm-hmm. uh, but when it comes when it comes when it uh, when you finish your university, what is very sad is that you see a very, very small percentage of those girls entering the market or having a job. So they usually just, they, I don't know, they get married, they have their own family and they decide not to work. But I continued my education university in UK and I was very shocked to see, for example, in the engineering field, like we were 120 students and out of 120 students, there was only three of us girls in UK in the engineering field. And none of us were actually from UK. So it's, it's it's quite confusing, but I think um, I think as I said, um, it, 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 um, the attitude is very important, and the and the role mo- having a role model is important as well. What I've noticed in my colleagues or my friends is um, the dropout sometimes they attribute attributes to the lack of support from the role models, or this this persistent they say the sector is better suited to men and lack of understanding. So so I think these are all maybe part of the issue when it comes to the uh, IC, uh, uh, when it comes to um, girls uh, working or studying in the ICT field
0: yeah I, that's your anecdotal history is quite illuminating <laughs> to go to you know to a situation where there are just 3 of you out of 120 is must have been quite a change for you and i and i guess it brings to mind um you know that expression you you know you can't be it if you don't see it you know and i and i think maybe in the medical and the legal fields, we see more women and lawyers, you know, more regularly that it's kind of self-enforcing and encourages it where I'm not sure what happens with women in engineering fields. I don't know if we are we get discouraged and we leave the fields or if we're just not that prominent. But um, I think, Joanne, to your message, I mean, to your point, I think if we are more visible and we can serve more as role models, then it might encourage younger girls to enter these fields. So,
1: but but isn't it interesting that in 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 Iran, in her undergraduate, it was sixty some percent yeah. women. So I mean, that's a that's a that's a you know remarkable on the on the mm-hmm. other side. So you know, what was the difference in the environment that uh, that it allowed in in that country for so many young women to choose and go into engineering? at the undergraduate level, you know, and it's unfortunate then at, at the graduate level, you know, when she went to a different country, had a completely different experience, but I think we need to look at, you know, why in some places, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and again, I go back to, you know, it's not that boys and girls' brains are different, you know, and so there is an issue with, you know, what what people, hopefully young people go into the field that interests them, that, that where they feel, the, you know, invigorated as if this is what they fun doing and so forth, you know, so I think we also need to make sure that young, young girls have good experiences, mm-hmm. you know, and don't in it in, in hands on and, 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 you know, projects and, you know, science and technology classes and, you know, and so forth and taking all the math, you know, in at the young age, because you know th- that's where you, you should be following your heart you should be following your passion you should you know you, you should pick a field not because you know this is this is where they need more people but this is where you know i can have some you know i can realize who i am right. you know which is a person who is you know who's talented and interesting and and likes solving problems and and uh it's good at math and you know and and i you know like working together with other people on a team, and I like to be able to create things and see them work, you know. So I mean, those are all those are all things that hopefully are you taking are are the things that lead anyone, your boy or girl, to choose to go into engineering. You know, is that I, I like solving problems and I like to make things and, and 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 change the world by change by creating applications or devices or or things like that, you know, and 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 Engineering is a you know wonderful place where you can you can make you know big effects on the world you can create things
0: Wow that yeah. um, that's very inspiring um, because it is heartfelt and it sounds like that is one of the best advertisements to encourage people oh, to sort amazing. of enter the field um, and uh, I know um, I know we are nearing the end of our allotted time um,
1: and so yeah I, I need to run. <laughs>
0: Want to hold you much longer, um, but uh, but yes, if you could give just one little bit of advice to the um, to the you know to the twelve year old Azar and the twelve year old Joanne, I'll start with you, Azar, first. You know what would that be, and uh, and we'll treat it as sort of a, a shot of enthusiasm and encouragement for all of the young girls out there who are considering their future, their careers, their studies, you know, what to do with their life, you know. If you could just give a, a short bit of advice, that's, I think, how, we'll, how we will end today's Girls in ICT session. So Azara, I turn to you. What would you tell your younger self to encourage her?
2: To my younger self, I'll be, I'll be telling her to be confident. And um, the lack of confidence that always will block you to, to, to succeed. And also, um, um, yeah, I, for me, it was the confidence. I always like the confidence and I thought I, I, I never perform. Even And I, I thought I would never perform perfect or well. And I always did, but I always underestimated myself. So yes, pat on your back and feel confident and you always do well. <laughs>
0: excellent. Excellent advice. And for you, Joanne, what would you tell, you know, your younger self?
1: Okay, so I, I think I would tell my my younger self that I should uh, be much more appreciative to my mom <laughs> and dad, who were always embarrassing the heck out of me by telling people how good what a wonderful student. I was! And <laughs> so good. And, oh, she's so, and I was like, oh, mom, you're, you're just, I'm so, you know, I was totally embarrassed um, all the time by my, by mm-hmm. my, particularly by my mom. And now I think I would, ha- I would tell my younger self to go back and, and, and be sure to, you know, thank mom, because I think she, the, all of that praise that she heaped on me that embarrassed the heck out of me when I was a kid, gave me a lot of Confidence and, and and a and and assurance that okay maybe mom was right I, you know I can do this you know because it's not just a matter of you know believing in yourself when things are working out mm-hmm. but also picking yourself up and dusting yourself off when you know maybe when you hit a a, a stumbling block or roadblock along along the way and you know and that includes doing s- silly things like. You know, quitting a a job you love because you found an even better opportunity in Switzerland. <laughs> 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 you know, because I, mean, I, I I'll be honest, I loved working for NASA. Yeah. You know, as a contractor, it was it was amazing. It was a best it was a dream, but. Un- You know, but I had to actually go in and say, you know, there's another opportunity available that I can't pass up and so I'm going to you know, without, you know, six months before I'm moving to Switzerland, I had no idea I was moving to Switzerland. or It, even, it hadn't even occurred to me. So, but, you know, I think as a lot of that is the, the, the confidence that you get from parents who, who even though, you know, it embarrasses you when you're a little kid, you know, you upon reflection, you have to appreciate the fact that, you know, they gave you a lot of, um, you know, a lot of support that gives you a lot of courage to take on challenges that you you might not have taken on otherwise. So I think I would tell myself to 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 be more appreciative of my mom and my dad.
0: Oh, very nice. I'm sure all the parents out there appreciate hearing that. Um, well
1: and, and to parents out there, go ahead, embarrass the heck out of your kids. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't let them get off thinking that they're just okay exactly. <laughs> tell them how really great they are
0: <laughs> that's right you have to have to build up the confidence for for their young women and girls to. Well, thank yeah. you both so very much for taking time to join our podcast our special podcast on girls and ict which is part of the broader access partnership women in tech series um it's been a pleasure and i have gotten to know each of you a little better and have enjoyed this bit of time we've spent together. So thank you very much for your time and thank please you. enjoy Girls in ICT. And whenever you can serve as a role model, you are both inspiring and amazing. And, I am, and I'm pleased if you were in the stick field.